This is the English Chat Podcast. I'm your host, Mark Oliver. You can follow the podcast on Instagram at English Chat Podcast or on my blog, markjoliver.co.uk. Now you can listen to the podcast on SoundCloud or you can download it on iTunes. If you're downloading this from iTunes, please leave a review. That would be fantastic. In today's podcast, I'm going to read chapter three of my graded reader, Brian British. Chapter three, Brighton, Wednesday the 7th of July. Brian sat at the back of the room, sucking on a mint. He was nervous. Things were moving fast, too fast. He wanted to go back to Scotland Yard. At the police station, he felt safe, but he wasn't at Scotland Yard. He was at Brighton Summer English School, sitting and sweating in classroom 201. Jane Kern walked to the front of the class. She was tall and thin, like an exclamation point with arms. Brian British, she said. It's your turn to teach. Brian swallowed his mint, stood up and walked to the front of the class. In the classroom, there were four tables of students. They came from all over the world. Brazil, Japan, China, Spain, Russia, Saudi Arabia. They wanted to learn English and they wanted Brian to teach it to them. Brian wanted to go back to his police station and do police work. However, he had a case to solve, and to do that, he needed to teach. Brian picked up a marker pen. On the board, he wrote, the present continuous. Then he turned to the students and started teaching. Two hours later, Brian sat in the school staff room. Opposite him was Jane Kern, shadow thief and teacher training. They were talking about his lesson. Did you think it was a good lesson? asked Jane Kern. Brian shook his head. No. Why not? Brian thought about the lesson and his face went red. I talked too fast and too much. The students didn't understand me and I made some spelling mistakes. He stopped and thought. Also, my handwriting was messy. Some students couldn't read it. Jane Kern smiled and said, very good. What? That's very good, said Jane Kern. Now that you know which things you did badly, next time you can do them differently. Am I right? Brian didn't think she was right. For his next lesson, on Friday afternoon, he had to teach students the phonemic chart. There was a poster of the chart on the wall. Every time Brian tried to read it, his head went funny. It looked like an alphabet for aliens, and Brian had two days to learn it. I'll do my best, he said. Jane Kern said goodbye and met her husband in the hall. John Kern kissed her on the cheek and together they left the school. Every day they finished work at five o'clock, had dinner in a nearby restaurant and then walked back to their hotel, the Blue Prince Hotel. Brian knew this because every evening he followed them. That evening, Brian followed them again. They had their dinner in a Chinese restaurant about half a mile from the school. Hungry and tired, Brian stood behind a tree and watched them eat their chicken noodles and egg fried rice. His empty stomach went rumble, rumble, rumble. Brian hoped they were going to commit a robbery that night. He really wanted to catch them before Friday, before his next lesson. After dinner, they walked back to the Blue Prince Hotel. Brian watched them walk into the hotel and then he crossed the street and walked into an ugly old building. This was Budget Palace, the hotel where Brian was staying. It was probably the worst hotel in all of Brighton. However, from his window, he could see into John and Jane Kern's room. So for Brian, the hotel was perfect. 
Brian ran up to the fourth floor. Budget Palace had no lift, unlocked his door and went inside. He didn't turn on the light. A pair of binoculars lay on his bed. He picked them up and went over to the window. His room had horrible yellow curtains, at least 50 years old. He pulled one back and began watching John and Jane Kern in their room. With his other hand, he pulled out his mobile phone and ran the Brighton Rock pizza delivery service. That night, John and Jane Kern didn't rob anyone. They stayed in their hotel room watching television. At 11 o'clock, they turned it off and went to sleep. Brian put down his binoculars and rubbed his eyes. Then he switched on his computer and in Google typed phonemic chart. The strange symbols flashed onto his screen. Brian picked up the last piece of pizza, put it in his mouth and started studying. It was going to be a long night. That is the end of chapter three. I will read chapter four later in the week. Thanks for listening. Bye.